This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting from Chobo Studios in beautiful... Downtown Van Nuys. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Ed, before we get on with the show, I think you have some messages to share with our audience, some good news from listeners. Yes. Thanks to Indy Fawcett, our producer, here at Chobo Studios. Yes. We have rearranged the show, you might have noticed, of late. Put the housekeeping up front, I think you call it. Um, and first, we want to thank all of you Patreon subscribers, well, contributors, excuse me. You can contribute to the show monthly at patreon.com. It is very much appreciated. It really helps keep the ministry afloat, the show, the funniest thing, fan club, keeping this thing rolling so that uh, we can continue to bring great guests, the great truth of these messages that actually work. It's amazing. So thank you to everyone who's contributing through patreon.com. Yes. That is patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. It just feels good to circulate money the yes. in, into things that feed us naturally. Yeah. I mean, I've been going to the Back to the Nuns bookstore this week. That's hitting right. that chapel on my break because it's a few blocks from where I teach. And I sit in there for 15 minutes. I come out. I get so much uh, relief and oh, satisfaction yeah. and clarity. And I talk to the nuns. So I always throw a nice tithe into their bucket yeah. because I think... What would I pay a therapist That's right. to have this type of turnaround? And yeah. I just throw it that. And it's not like I pay, I tie them way less than I would be paying for a therapy session. But I, that's kind of what I look at in life nowadays when it comes yeah. to like tithing, circulating money. It's like anything that brings me joy and upliftment, I want to support and celebrate. So um, if you want to do that with uh, Funniest Thing, go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. It's P A T R E O N dot com. And we want to thank you all. For just listening to the show, uh, tuning in. If you're tuning in through the podcast and you don't know, we do have a YouTube page with yes, full episodes do. where you can see everything we're doing. You can see my shirt today. What does my shirt say, Daryl? Why don't you read it to the It says, you were rude to me, so now you get no hot dog. <laughs> Did one of your students make that for you? <laughs> if you want to send us anything, send it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We love receiving things through the mailbag there. We also love Chico through Facebook. He sent us a bunch of messages. We'll get back to you. He said, I'm still waiting for the coconut donut CD. I love you guys. The best guys on the radio today. Thank you, Daryl and Ed. You truly make me laugh with the encouragement. Wow, that was a good uh, good thing you did there. You hold off on shipping the CD until nobody 
has CD players anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god that's amazing uh vicky carolyn re- responded to uh one of the reels on youtube which was about fierce gratitude if you haven't listened to, uh gone on the youtube channel and subscribed go there you could check out or if you heard it on the podcast we talked about last week's episode we talked about david that was with michael schoonover right yes and what i don't remember the name of the episode do you if it comes to you. Who are you? Who are you with Michael okay. Schoonover? And, and I mentioned something that David McClure said, which is to start today with brazen gratitude. Brazen gratitude. Fierce gratitude. Yes. Now, he called it not this namby-pamby. Oh, I'm, I'm grateful. No, but actually just. Uh, I'm grateful. Yes, I am grateful. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so she said, yes, fierce gratitude. Ashley May, uh, Maher or Maher also loved it. She said, this is great. Sarah Negadari, when we shared something that Reverend Ike says, which is stop using the word spending and start using the word circulating. Stop yes. spending and start circulating. Yes. The things that the way we look at life, the way we hold it in our mind, we off, we experience that. That's what we get to experience. So when we think we're spending and we're draining our account by spending and it's not coming back to us, we're missing out on the truth, which is it's about circulation. When we put energy out, it magnifies and multiplies and comes back to us. So when we think about circulating money, when I do anyway, it really has changed my life and the way I feel about money. Well, and any time we change our conception about anything, it changes everything in that arena. Yes. Especially ourselves. If you want – I mean as soon as we make a change, which should always be happening. Right. Because we're always changing. Right. uh, At least – the two of us do on a regular basis by doing these readings and um, living by these truths. The uh, the more or the quicker or the instant, I should say, you change your concept of yourself, your circumstances change as well. Yes, yes. And, you know, I was telling Daryl before the show, I was thinking about Neville Goddard who says, our father is our imagination. When we refer to our father, Father God, oh. it's our imagination. And well, that, yeah. well, I just want to say one thing to reinforce that because um, I don't know if it's uh, Fillmore, Butterworth, or Emmett Fox who says, you know, man is made in the image of God, and it means in the imagination. Right. And right. we have that imagination to transform our situations for the better or for the worse. So I thought about that this morning and I took it to the prayer, Our Father. And I thought, well, what would that mean? Our imagination, which art in heaven, which means heaven is within us. That's yes. what Jesus said. So our imagination, which is within us. Yes. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed is like holy. Holy is about wholeness. I thought this, this is what I thought. Our, fa- our imagination, which is within us, everything that has your name on it, everything, yeah. how old is your name? Everything has your yeah, name on it. Everything, yes. Your kingdom will come. Your kingdom what it you're will imagining, be done. What you're imagining yeah. with, this, with this kingdom of power. Everything you're saying in, yes. in, within you, everything I'm yes. saying within me will come to me. Everything yes. I'm saying will be done on earth, which is, means in my yes. circumstances, exactly as it's done in heaven, which is within me. So everything I'm believing is going to show up in my circumstances exactly in some form of what I am feeling and experiencing within myself. And that's how powerful we are. 
That is how powerful we are. What were you going to say? Well, there was something I sent you the other day. Um, here, here it goes. I just want to read this to reinforce it. This is from a book called Prove Me Now. It's just a few sentences yes. that reinforces what we're sharing here. This is by Gardner Hunting, who actually was a, a big film producer and a screenwriter. And he was applying these principles in his everyday affairs right. and succeeding. He was a student of the same truth that yes. we're talking about here. So he wrote this book that was published by Unity. Um, it's called Prove Me Now. And listen to what he says, Ed. Let's Think for a moment. When I throw a ball against the wall, the ball bounds back to me. That is sure, inevitable, a result of unfailing law. Just so prayer, just so prayer affirmation Thanksgiving in word and action comes back to me in blessing just as surely, just as inevitably. Can you bank on that in everyday life, in every hour action, in every minute with certainty? You can. Whatever your prayer, your affirmations, your action, when you have this faith, it always bounds back. Fear not. Only believe. Only realize and prove. Wow. That's great. You know, that ties into what I read, a quote from Ernest Holmes yesterday that said, We cannot be in peace until we know that the Spirit is the only cause, medium, and effect in our lives. There's no past, present, and future to it, said Ernest Holmes. And that had me thinking. The Spirit in which we do something. That's what they mean by Spirit, folks. Yeah. In other words, joy, faith, enthusiasm, or... Fear, doubt, and worry is the only real cause, medium, and effect in our lives. So the spirit in which we do something. That's why Jesus said, the letter killeth, but the spirit is what gives it life. So if we do nothing else but bring a joyful and enthusiastic spirit, things will get done in amazing ways. Well, that's, yeah, the Holy Spirit means bringing the whole, the yeah. wholeness, the wholeness right? and joy Health, to the situation. Abundance. It's not this cr- creature that lives around out here. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you can know everything in your mind by the letter and have all this crap in your head. Yes. And you can kill everything in your path and everyone you try to talk to by telling them all these words. But there's something powerful about someone who's got a spirit of joy. Oh they could say God. very little or nothing at all. And every, you want to be around them. You feel better. Everything is transformed. Um, so we're going to keep moving here. I wanted to thank Sue Hodgson for sending us a daily email. That's shodgson, S-H-O-D-G-S-O-N, 31 at gmail.com. I mentioned that because you can get this email too. She sent us a great one today that said, Each time you repeat the words, God is taking care of it, you realize that human force and pressure are no longer needed. Yes. You will gain a new awareness of what it means to let go and let God. You will see that you have opened up a new area of understanding regarding your true relationship with your Heavenly Father. It will become clear to you that you are the channel and that God is the doer of His good works through you. You will feel the effectiveness of your prayers knowing that God does the work, not you. That's from Mary Cutferly. God will see you through. So thank you, Sue Hodgson. I got to tell this God is taking care of story. Let's get to the show. Okay. What's the show? All right. First, though, (laughs) I want to thank Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort in Kansas City, Kansas for uh, editing up our audio portion of the show putting in the sound effects and such, anywhere you listen to the podcast. His name's Jeff Comfort. Each week, he, he takes, takes us, us right into the comfort zone. <laughs> also want to thank, personally, Indy, a.k.a. Chobi, 
Fawcett here at Chobo Studios. Thank you so much for getting us looking good, sounding good. Love How you are guys. you? Great. And I, I, gotta see your... I don't look that good anymore. I used to be handsome. Now look at me. Wow, that's that's not what we want to be affirming. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Indian. <laughs> I was just saying, uh, great housekeeping this episode. Love the housekeeping. Okay. Housekeeping. Good. And, of course, you could go to ChoboStudios.com or PodShuttle.com. Yeah, PodShuttle.io, everybody. ChoboStudios.com will help. You can shoot here, and we'll edit your stuff either, either or. Yeah, <laughs> great. So you can use the, his services just like we do. Shout out to the prayer line, a.k.a. Silent Unity. The phone number is 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. They have an app, the letter U, the word pray. I've used it several times this week. I use it going into work. I use it if we're going to – Daryl uses it before anything of any you – know, he's going to speak or he's going yeah. to doctor. Anything we hear about, we use Silent Unity because – It's a game changer. It is because there's someone praying from this affirmative place. From It's called praying from God. Not just to God. It's praying from a place of that inner awareness of God and divinity. And it is powerful, power. You know what's happening? There's a healing taking place, folks, in studio. What? Because we have a guest today named Will Rubio. His handsomeness is drawing out all the toxins from your mind related to your own handsomeness. Yes, it is. I feel better already. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay. I hope this isn't like that painting that gets older well, the other guy oh, no, okay. is younger. No, this is the opposite. I, mean, I know. So I'm afraid he might be getting as oh. bad looking as I once was. Oh, man. And I'm getting all Rubio's Well, we'll find out because he'll be on during the second what segment. What was the name of that painting? Dorian Gray. The painting of Dorian Gray. Oh, I thought you were talking about Benjamin Button. That's what I thought for yeah. a second. No, Dorian Gray. All right. <laughs> Either way, those are stale rolls. They are stale rolls. Which is R-O-L-E-S in our case. Because we were thinking about this. Stop accepting stale roles yeah. with Will Rubio. Be willing to let go of your stale role and you will receive a better one. Yeah. Of course, our metaphor here is don't, if you were at a restaurant and your, your uh, waiter brought stale roles, you wouldn't accept them and just chew on them, would well, you? Or maybe you would, well, depending and, on how and, you think of well, yourself. Or in some of our cases, little Eddie might go, these roles are stale. But Eddie's mom in his head would go, oh, that's okay. We can eat them. They're okay. Yes. Don't, don't say anything. Right. Don't ask. Don't ask for new ones. Right. Or I'll okay. hide these in my pocket and pretend I ate them because I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't I come offend in here, anyone. Even though we're the customer, you know, we get these crazy ideas in our head, right? So the show is called Stop Accepting Stale Roles. Be willing to let go of your stale role. And now we're talking about your role in life. Yes. R-O-L-E, your role in the movie of your life. Stop it. Be willing to let go of your stale role and you will receive a better one. It's that easy. As soon as we're willing to just stop accepting the role and be willing, I'm ready for a change. Here I am, God. Deal me in. Right. By trusting God to do the heavy lifting. That's the other thing. That's why we can let go. Yeah, because we don't don't have to to do do it. it. We don't even have to figure it out. We just have to be willing to say, I'm ready for it. I am ready for a new change. I'm ready for something better than this. Yes. By trusting God to do the heavy lifting, we open ourselves up to new roles. That's key. Roles that we might not even know about. That's yet. right. Well, likely we don't. What God desires most for each of us to, is to be doing what we love and to be well compensated for it. Yes. Toughing it out in a stale role is not God's will. No. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners how simple it is to get cast in the perfect role. And during the second segment, leading man. And host of Random Acts on BYU TV, Will Rubio, 
elevates us to stardom with today's daily word, which is mystical living. That's right. And if people are watching on YouTube, they're going to be in for a real treat because Will Rubio is going to be live in Chobo Studios with us. Yes. Oh, you know what? We didn't read our postcard from Kirky. And it says, today's postcard from Kirky says, the, car- the garments of limitation are cast off when we begin to transform our individual minds with the belief that we are divinely created and divinely sustained. From Raymond Charles Barker and, um, and Ernest Holmes. We didn't or time maybe it's that. At Ernest it's Holmes to Raymond Charles Barker. So I'm not sure. But we, um, let's we, breathe. No, let's read, want? breathe, and then your story. Quick, yeah, quick story. All we right. got with time. Breathe, read, and quick story. Yes. That's a great lineup. That's a great lineup here on Funniest Thing. So from October 28th from Emmett Fox around the year with Emmett Fox, Daryl and I do a morning routine. Yes, we recommend we do. you do too. You wake up, you read some of these, ty- these style books that bring you truth to help you know, it's like food for your mind. It's like a massage for your well, brain. It's also like dialing. It's dialing our mind into a higher frequency. Our mind starts moving out of this. That's right. And into this more optimistic. Right. You know, we start getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's correct. And for people that's like what it means. high-end actors like Will Rubio, it's like when he goes and gets those B12 IV drips. Yes. It really gets you feeling better. You know, so you got to do it. You read some inspirational stuff. You uh, meditate for even just a few minutes. Yeah. And then you affirm some things. What brazen gratitude. You state who you are. It's amazing. It works. Yeah, because by this point, you've elevated your consciousness and you're seeing things through a new and inspired lens. And you're just affirming those things for yourself. So um, on October 28th and around the year with Emmett Fox, there's a reading called Shack or Palace. And it says, there is no use in merely saying everything will be all right. Thinking rightly, of course, means putting God into all your affairs and expecting him to change them. For example, if you're living in a shack, it is not any good pretending that it is a palace. Cheap optimism is never spiritual. Realize that you are living in a shack, but claim the presence of God to guide you to something better. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. And you could say, teach me thy way, O law, which is the law of ever-increasing increasing yes. good, which is always attempting to pull us in the, the direction of our good and lead me in a plain path. We want to bless it so that it's easy for us. Not, oh, that goes along with what I realized today. I, when I was getting my master's in spiritual psychology, the teacher said, never use the word passion. Yes. Because it really means suffering. And so I thought about it again today. I was like, what did he mean by that? So I looked up the etymology origin of passion. And it really means that which must be endured. So we don't want to attach that word to the things we love. No. That's because that's often called passion projects. It's basically mean, that's like when my mom would say, yeah, music over, that's something nice you do, but make sure you keep going to work and suffering. So it's this whole like, no, the things in our heart that we love, they're not passion projects, they're joy projects. They're joyful. They're enthusiasm projects. Yes. They're love projects. They're healing projects. They're prosperous projects. Because even if the money isn't, they're prospering us in more ways than we realize. If you're not feeling good during the journey portion of the show, then you're not going to feel any better once you get, you arrive to the destination. Correct. That's the key. Yeah. And anything you do that you love that is not a passion project. That is doing. You're actually living God's will for yourself, right? Because you're it. He, it's healing. It's fun. We, there's nothing uncomfortable or enduring about when Ed and I 
put together the shows every week. Right. Actually, it brings us life to think on these ideas all week. They they transform our everyday uh, uh, situations. Right. And we get more and more enthusiastic. You know, apply, experimenting with these laws in our real life. Yeah. You know. So, and even when I do art, you know, I never is like. Yeah, I got to suffer through making art. Right. You know, because I'm an artist. No, when I do art, I was just thinking this the other day. Oh, it relieves my stress. Yeah. I feel good about myself. And I always right. go, oh, man, why was I making this so difficult right. to do this? Like, right. the difficult part is me not doing it. That's why I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. The, div- the difficult part is when I'm putting it off. And that used to be my whole life because of the misinterpretation of passion. Because I got the same idea you got, mm. which is it's not virtuous unless it's hard work. Right. And I really think these bozos, these success coaches, or anyone who's successful in any field puts out that big lie. Well, it took a lot of sacrifice. BS. Because if you got to fight to get it, you got to fight to keep it. And the truly successful people that we look up to, mm. that are successes, whether they're uh, legitimately uh, well-known actors, singers we've met, you know, people in all sorts of fields, they are so joyful and they are so generous and they constantly say they're so optimistic for you and they're encouraging the fact, just keep doing what you love. Doesn't it make you feel good to do it? Yeah, well, because they admit that how they got there was beyond anything yes. they could have yeah, ever right. done out of self-will, yes. out of pushing and shoving. Right. That this person helped me at this time. Yeah, and something came They're, from left field and yeah. this unexpected thing. They're just saying if you just do what's in front of you to do that you really enjoy, your real role, not a stale role, not your passion, but the real role that makes you feel good. It brings you joy. That's what we mean God does the heavy lifting. You will meet someone unexpectedly at the line in Starbucks. An old friend will call and say, hey, I was thinking about you for this. It never comes directly from the hard work. That's right. So Alan Cohen in The Deep Breath of Life on November 5th, which was that's today, said, whose business? That's the name of – I'm going to read two quick things from him. Yes. In whose business, he said, the question is – this is from Henry David Thoreau. The question is – what are you busy about? Yes. It says, Who's busy, whose business are you about? Do you remember your purpose as a divine being here to give and receive love, discover great truths and celebrate life? Or have yes. you become so caught up in the busyness of everyday life that you have all but stifled the voice of peace that calls you from deep within your own heart? If you take care of God's business, God will take care of yours. Remember your purpose as a spiritual being and all your needs will be taken care of sometimes in miraculous ways. And he, on, on November 4th, called Follow Your Star, he mm-hmm. said, The Great Spirit has imbued all creatures with the wisdom to be in their right place at the right time. Yes. The blueprint of our destiny is etched deep into our psyche along with the guidance to achieve it. As spiritual beings, we have the capacity to find the place in life where we feel most at home. Each of us has a right living situation, relationship, career, and spiritual path that our internal guidance system will show us if yeah, we relax absolutely. and create and cooperate. We don't have to add any intelligence. We no. just need to let go of all thoughts and activities that obscure our innate knowledge. This goes right into our three breaths. Well, you, why don't you lead, go first today since okay. you're the f- more familiar with this song, and then you can share your story, and then we can go to the break. Are you giving this affirmation that we learned from... Oh, yeah. The great David Naughton. Yeah. You know what? I want to say the, yeah. the affirmation that these breaths made for me today that work for me oh, just a, right. is 
Um, when I bless me, I bless all that I see. Yes. When I bless me, I literally bless all yes. that I see because anyone I come in contact with and anyone I think is going to be seen through that lens. But we had a song that we like to put it to music. Other people already have this great um, this great guru. Do you remember his name? Yeah, David Naughton. David Naughton. So go ahead. Okay, you ready? Yeah. <sighs> no more, no more faking it. This time in life, I'm making it. Ah. No more, no more faking it. This time in life, I'm making it. Ah. No, no more, no more faking, faking it. This time in life, I'm making it. Ah. Now that is good. Now, along the lines of God is taking care of it and knowing we're going to be guided and putting the heavy lifting burden on God, uh, after morning routines, we strongly recommend you jot down your inspirational ideas. Yes. And I needed to have an art piece accomplished for a miniature art show out in the Palm Desert. Was that the one you sent a picture of me? Yes. Okay, so you're going to hear how that came about. You can get that over to Indy, too, so so you can put it on. Yes. So what it was is um, 10 inches by 10 inches, and I've been trying to come up with something, and it wasn't working, but I just kept throwing the responsibility on God, because this always works. God is taking care of it, and it needs to be in the mail by Monday. Right. And I only heard about it a week and a half ago, so I was on a little bit of a deadline. Right. So I didn't know what I was going to create. I mm-hmm. thought maybe maybe I'll use something old, but that didn't feel good. You got to go with your gut, that guidance. And I knew it was going to be something new, but the mind was starting to get overwhelmed. And right. then I saw, we Ed and I were, I don't know how this came about, but one of my favorite quotes from Ben Franklin is, Fart proudly. <laughs> yes. So I kept delighting in that idea, fart proudly, right. and what that means to me. And I kind of put it on the back burner, but the fourth, which was yesterday, it came to me, fart proudly. If we are going to live a full life, we will take risks every day. And yes. I wrote to myself, reread this and act on it. Mm. And, the, and then I wrote to myself, now this is to me, um, the ultimate risk we are talking about is trusting intuition. Yeah. Two lessons where I didn't listen, this was from the day before, because when you do a morning routine, it's easy to inventory yourself and see where you're following God. Right. So you learn. So two lessons where I didn't listen. One, don't get Al's chicken today with Ed. Oh, my God. That's right, because I said it, and you were like, uh, usually you're the one who says it. For I some know. reason, I said it because I, I was starving, and it was terrible. I know, but I was like, for some reason, my gut's going, I don't know if that's a good idea, but Ed's so happy about it. Yeah. And we got these chickens. We both- uh, Oh, man. Remember <laughs> uh, that show, Parts is Parts? It was like a commercial for like bad chicken nuggets. That was Parts is Parts. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it was, yeah. Okay, and go number ahead. two, don't eat- uh, Stephen couldn't finish his burger uh-huh. the day before and said, hey, do you want the rest of this? And my mind goes, you don't need to eat that. But then I went, all right. Uh-huh. So that was two places I didn't listen. But here we go. I have a guiding spirit within me. It guides me simply and with feeling. It's not by clever thinking that I'm guided. Yes. 
through great accomplishments. It's by trusting that shooting star of a feeling that knows and acting on it. So what happened in a nutshell later on that day, I got so high from fart proudly and that little thing I, I read in the beginning right. that I ended up going, I'm going to draw a little mini portrait yeah. of Ben Franklin. Right. And then that led, ooh, I should put the fart proud. And I go, this is going to be my piece. Yeah. And I finished it. It looks amazing. And, I, and you know it's right when you feel so good about it, but it gets even better. At a goodwill down the street, because I needed to frame it, and it has right. to be 10 by 10. Right. And we're going to do it. For $5, they had an On National over there? Yes, in no the worst possible. I would never go there. <laughs> and I had a hunch to go there, folks. Never argue with a silly idea. Yeah. And they had a professional frame that fit this perfect. I mean, it's incredible, folks. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Experiment with this stuff in your everyday life, and you will be thrilled in the little things, not, yeah. not just waiting for the big things. You know, Joyce Kramer said in this email that we got from Sammy Smith today, what are you giving to life? No matter what your age, your education, your environment, or your status, you have much to give, which is what you're doing with this art. And no more hiding behind excuses. You may fool yourself, but you can't fool God. You're not too weak, too unprepared, or too anything for God's counsel and direction. Yes. Ask God to show you what you have to give to life. Open your mind to new ideas. Respond to these ideas. Get on with the Father's business. Give to life what is right for you to give. Yes. And from Psalm 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. That's your intuition. And it feels good, and so, but it also feels like, no, I got a better idea. And that's what I mean. I can't listen to the clever yes. thoughts. I have to listen to this shooting star of a feeling. I got a shooting star of a feeling. Coming up next, leading man and host of Random Acts on BYU TV, amongst many other things, Will Rubio elevates us to stardom with today's daily word, mystical living. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. This time in life, we're making it. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Welcome back to the second half of this episode. Stop accepting stale roles with our in-studio guest, Will Rubio. Yeah! How are you, Will Rubio? I'm doing so well. Uh, really enjoying the energy right now. Right. More in finger Chobo guns! Studios. Show us! Show everyone! Yeah. More finger guns! Yee. More finger guns! Finger guns finger blazing! Guns. It's a blazing! Alright, Will, do you mind if I read a little quote from Richard Lynch? What if I were to say yes? I do mind. Then I wouldn't do it. Oh, well I don't mind, so keep going. Okay. <laughs> Darn, if you would have said no, then we had an actual flamethrower. We were going to just burn this whole sheet out of my hand. We'll try that next time. But Michael Schoonover is a great minister, mystic from San Diego. He sent us this quote from Richard Lynch. It's a book called Know Thyself. It says, the ultimate aim of each individual is to gain a consciousness of truth. In this knowledge, the man finds himself in the particular work that he or she is intended to do. Each person brings a gift into the world, a donation to its progress. Each is restless and unsatisfied until they have delivered their contribution. 
They become free from the ignorance that binds and hampers only in proportion to this knowledge of truth. False thinking makes our way hard, but truth is always liberating. Yes, it is. Mm. Doing the thing we love to do. That's that uh, intuitive. Yeah. Coming Guidance. from within yeah. type of truth we're talking about. Not clever thinking, but a joyful nudge or shooting star idea is yeah. the one to go with. And that takes courage. It does take courage. Yeah. False thinking. What did it say about false thinking? Repeat that. It says, false thinking makes our way hard, but truth is always liberating. Yeah. So what is that false thinking? I think oftentimes it's the things that we take on from other people. Mm-hmm. You're talking about going inside and figuring out who you are and what you want to project to the world. Um, and this false thinking is all these layers that we place on top of uh, on top of ourselves. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. We've been talking about this quote recently from the Bible, which is that my father's house has many mansions. And if we go back to the idea that our father is our imagination, is at least – because I can hear how some people, my father's my imagination. That, but – I don't know. There, this is just a tool through which to kind of understand yes. a way of thinking about things. But me, the, what I've come to understand recently about that quote is that when we get stuck in these false thinking, these boxes, we forget how many other mansions are within a, yeah, our mind yes. that we could be living in. We could be in having a whole different reality in which that's more accurate about who we are, in which we remember, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. Oh, yeah, I'm good at this. Oh, yeah, like this comes naturally to me. Yeah, I never knew I could do this So thing. what happened to me, like recently I've been working out, how do I really feel about teaching in the school district, right? Because there's the teaching part, which is my intuitive inspiration, How do I, which I'm amazing at. It comes natural. I could work, I could, I, I would run through a wall of any, whatever, or around it, or whatever I had to do, because I'm so inspired to do it, right? But then there's these false thoughts that are, I, we, we call like in the mental environment of, of what is taught or thought yeah. about within that environment. So as I, when I'm believing all this stuff like paperwork, oh no, if I don't get that done in time, I'm going to get in trouble. I forget about all these other things that I'm good. I start to feel like I'm not good at my job because I'm looking at myself through this lens of these, of these false thoughts about myself and about what's important yeah right? or, or or even worse sometimes when i'm in that arena of thinking i think this is i better tough this out because i am good at it but even though this environment doesn't feel the best for me mm-hmm. i ought to tough this out in this circumstance because i can't trust that there's something else for me i start now it becomes a stale role that I now becomes the, the definition of the word passion that I'm virtuous, virtuously sticking to, but it's really fear. I'm not opening myself out of the false ideas to believe that there are many mansions. There are things that I can't even believe possible for me. When I first came to Los Angeles, I ended up in a job work building miniatures for a major motion picture. You know, miraculously, I ended up in this right, job. Right. Within six months, I got elevated to the stunt coordinator overseeing the stunt. It was for Con Air, the movie Con Air. Oh, I've it, read your book. And it was the, the climax right. of the, the scene. But I was telling my wife, I go, oh, I can't. I, I love the creative part. 
And I'm advancing fast. And I could have stayed there. I mean, who knows what would have happened. But I knew I wasn't happy in that environment. And what was the environment? The consciousness of that environment was a union, like a union factory job. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stay in New Jersey and work in a factory for that same reason. Right. So I I was able to, you know, tell my wife, I go, okay, you know, I'm going to do this, but this is, I'm not going to keep doing, like, I'm going to finish this and do it well. Right. But I know this isn't the place for me. You know, there's something else for me where the environment is just as, um, enjoyable for me as the activity, and that became the case. Oh, so, wait a second! Is it noon? It is noon. Okay, yeah. Will's allowed to have it's his drink, noon. folks. Okay, look at this. My look fasting this window has officially closed, and I'm going to ingest some calories. First ones. Of okay, the day. so finish your story because no, I don't that, wanna... that's wrapping it up. It's it's. But I would have mm. never. But what happened afterwards was, what are you going to do now? So what I did next was well. You know, what I'm going to do now is I got to do something creative. Yeah. I told Lori, and I had a video camera. This is 19, what, 96? So I had a video camera, and I became intrigued with the street performers at the Santa Monica Promenade right. by our house. Yeah, yeah. So I started filming these Red Elvises, this band, kick-ass rock and roll from Siberia. Right. Just because they were so full of life. Yeah. Right. And they right. said, yeah, we don't mind. And I said, great, I'll, I'll edit When I figure out how to edit it, I'll get it to you. <laughs> But Seven what, years later. Well, what happened That's was right. immediately following that shoot, a guy at the promenade, I was so high off shooting this thing that this guy bumps into you, what are you going to do with that video? And I was so high, I didn't mind the interrogation. I said, I don't know. I got to figure out how to edit it first. He mm. goes, well, why don't you edit it? You could edit it for free at public access. I go, public access? I end up just... Following the breadcrumbs, I show up at public access. Next thing you know, I was supervisor of that facility, which led to the CNN shooting right. the headline news. Right. But these were environments that I loved. Ed was even at the envir- at the environment oh, yeah. center. Until they We became. wouldn't have met. This yeah, show right. wouldn't have happened if you hadn't done that because we met that's as a result right. of a meditation that was yes. in between your job and yes. my job at that we time. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for me being able to say, okay, this is good. I enjoy it. This isn't good. I'm going to trust that God has many mansions. But it's not easy to do. That's what I was thinking. It's I, not easy that, to do because recently yeah. I had to do it with something that wasn't right. as easy like Ed's doing now. Right. But I have friends like Ed that, go, that help remind me, no, in this area, Daryl, that's a shack. You're not being ungrateful. You're, that's a shack, and it's okay to be moving on. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes we cling to these breadcrumbs because we're afraid there's nothing else, and then we start to think we should. Or, or we're spirits. We right. think it's spiritual. i got to learn to be grateful right. for what I have, which is true. Right. So that's what I wanted to bring this all to to Will Rubio, because you actually act. I mean, we're talking about real, like, roles that you're applying for. I mean, I I just wonder how this, like, the meta of all this within the actual acting profession, how the way you see yourself, how that affects, like, your choice of roles or what you want to do next or where you're... Where like these type of where you're or, headed with all related to that? Yeah, or even your enthusiasm about working in that industry, or maybe sometimes getting doubtful. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, there's so much. There's so much here. So yeah. Many thoughts that I have. Um, don't accept stale roles. What a, what a, stop uh, accepting stop. stale roles. I should be your agent. Will <clears throat> stop accepting stale roles. You're hired. <laughs> 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 um, I, as far as like. Um, 
well, stop accepting stale roles, the things that don't serve you. And I think the the requirement for that is really listening, really um, for for you guys and, and for myself, particularly over the past year, it's involved a lot of meditation and, and just sitting with yourself and observing yourself, how your mind works. Because mm. I think what happens is people think that they are in their right mind, but they are just attaching themselves to thoughts or emotions or their physical reality. Mm. And they're not listening. They're not really in tune right. with mm. the way their body, mind, and soul are yes. feeling, right? So you were talking about eating that chicken that you didn't want to eat. Right. Um, you know, you knew somewhere inside you yes. you knew i shouldn't eat this chicken and then while you were eating it you knew i should stop eating this chicken because i'm not enjoying it it's right. not serving me but and i'm so, hungry um, but i'll justify it which isn't good yeah because they're uh, um oh whether it's i'm hungry now i can't waste this it's all yeah. rooted it's all rooted in right. whatever it is childhood trauma or just different events that we've had throughout our lives that have that have kind of like attached themselves or tethered themselves to us and go like oh this is how you are supposed to behave this is how you are supposed to be right and so the practice of meditation for me has just been practicing being with my mind observing it as it goes and just being Mm -hmm. just understanding that no matter what pops up it's literally just something that is arising in consciousness that i can observe and let it go let it pass right and so in relation to the topic of not accepting stale roles, it's it's this weird paradox, I find, um, between accepting where you are, just understanding that you are worthy. You don't have to do anything. You are a human being and your right. only requirement is to be, to exist, right? Wow. And so yes. if that is the case, yes. if there's nothing you have to yes. do to be worthy, that's, um, awesome. and that's yes. the relief. And that runs across all uh, right. theologies yeah. and spiritual, spiritual traditions. Right. We just are, right? Combined. So if that's the case, right. then what do, what do not, not what do I desire, not what do I want, but what do I intend? What is my intention for this amazing blessing of life that I have, mm. right? And the, the best way to get in tune with that is to, like we're talking about, practice observing yourself, understanding yep. yourself. What, what is my body telling me right now? Yeah. What is my intuition telling me right, right now? Okay, so I can set an intention. And I really feel like an intention is different from a desire, right? Because a desire has an outcome attached to it. Right. Whereas an intention is, is there is no, there's no attachment to outcome. You're saying, I want to, um, I want to be a person that is healthy, that goes to the gym. And so you, you follow through on actions that are rooted in those intentions, right. knowing that, Look, you might get hit by a car. You, something you might fall ill. Something might happen, but you are going to accept that reality as it comes, and 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 continue on with your intention of intention of being as healthy as you are within your capacity to do so. Right. Like yeah. I want to be famous is different from like I intend to create and I yes. intend to like live a life of of, yeah. of connection and, and different things yes. like that. Yeah. Which feels a hell of a lot better and I think is more effective. I like the word intention because it's more motivating. It's a motivating it's a motivation. Intention is always always moves me in a healthier direction than a specific outcome or I desire this or desire that specifically well you know i think it sets the table too so when you have a desire you know what you really desire and it's not it's not something that's like driving you it's like because you know you know when you see what you want and that that, i think that's good too but i think 
by having this foundational intention behind yes. everything, it makes clear what are our healthy desires, right? Yes. And then when they're there, we don't struggle to get them. It seems like we get in the flow so that the things we desire sort of come to us and it's yeah. a mutual benefit. It's not like I'm going to put on a false thing to right. get something from That's the person right. who I think has the thing I desire. Right. Like just like us coming together here yes. just to share – this energy that just yeah. flows through us. It's because like it's just a mutual it. endeavor. Yeah. It's like Daryl and I have been talking about like it connects us to the mission behind what we're doing. Not just doing something to get somewhere and hold no. on to be safe. Ugh. I have to be connected to a mission that this this energy flows through me. It's just like I feel like I came to this planet to do so I came to this planet to be true to myself at all like kind of at all costs really like I was like I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh, compromise. I kind of know yeah. that. Like, I look back on my life through what you're saying by meditation, mm -hmm. and I start to get to know, oh, yeah, I always just like, it's silly little things. I used to like just drawing faces on my paper. Yes. I used to like playing the clarinet. Yeah. And when I remember that, I just kind of like, oh, that's who I really was. And then I start to see, and I was, t what was I told about the things yes. that were, and what did I, how did I label who I am? And yeah. I like release those labels and just going back to being my natural self. I was thinking about you this morning, Ed. Because I was thinking, who's the real Ed? And I go, Ed is the guy. Who Wait, hold on. It? Let me get up. Let me write. No, this you down. know it. You know oh, okay. this. You because you told me. <laughs> you told me it. Yeah. And I just got this incredible positive feeling. I go, wow. He forgot. He was the kid who dressed up as Jr. and went to school with a briefcase. <laughs> that's true. I go, that's Ed. And all this, just like me, and like yeah. you said, perfect. You summed up perfectly with how we attach things to things. I start telling myself but the different things that I think are me, but it's not me. Yeah. It's things I've picked up mm -hmm. and I've made me. That's right. Which I know now is not me. They don't thanks, feel good. Thanks to meditation. Yeah. And that's the key. They don't feel good. And during this week, we've been talking a lot about because of what Ed's going through and just things I've grown through in a positive way and right. it's going through in a positive way right, right. to get clear about some things that make it easy for us to decipher what's God's will and what's not God's will. And two things I know that help me. If I have to justify anything, you know, if I have to justify even something I think is good for me, no, 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 this is good. You know, like, you know, thinking maybe I have to, you know, schmooze or whatever like it scheme. is. Yeah, scheme. Not necessarily do something, you know, law-breaking or outright, um, I, I want to say. Um, like nefarious. Yeah, nefarious to get somewhere. But something that, you know, everyone does. Yeah, kind you know, of compromise you yourself. Success coaches encourage it. Even though. Just my, compromise yourself, go against yeah, the way my, you're. My you're, gut feels. Eh, or. Something that I'm not enjoying and justifying, oh, this isn't that bad. I should be grateful for what I have. Right. And either way, well, this is not bad. Everyone does it. If, if I'm justifying anything, then it's probably not God's will if hmm. I have to justify it. Because when it's God's will, I, I mean, the things we do that we don't have to justify yeah. are so relaxed, feel so good, and we always feel better. Going well, through all that way. Yeah. And we end up attracting great things to us. And another one last thing that came to yeah. me this week when we were talking in that justifying things or staying in arenas that we 
don't feel comfortable anymore. And that's a good sign because it means right. we're growing out of them. Right. You know, I wouldn't feel comfortable sitting in kindergarten. I wouldn't fit in the desk. I had a great time when I was in kindergarten, mm. Well, But I can't stay in kindergarten. It's just like that with careers and yeah, yeah. homes and relationships. And it's natural to grow and change and evolve and graduate. So one thought that came up is I thought life is not punitive. That's right. And if mm. anything I'm doing is punitive, whether within myself or feels yeah. like I'm getting it from my circumstances, then it's not life. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, so many great thoughts, guys. Uh, you mentioned like the entomology of, of the word passion and how it means suffering. Something to be endured. Something to be endured. And I think, yeah. I think uh, when we... Jeez. Uh, the coffee's hitting, folks. It's hidden. It's hidden, okay, guys. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah, like things like... The word hope, I have a a kind of different a different understanding of now because when you when you hope for something, it's almost like you desire something, right? And and um, what I've been um, trying to understand is uh, how desire literally leads to suffering to one degree or another. Um, it's like a gradient of suffering, right? So little sufferings are large sufferings, and we experience those differently throughout our lives. Um, but you just said something that I wanted to comment on. What did, what did you just say? You're talking about not fitting in the in the desk? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is life, I feel, is this – it's acceptance. It's release yeah. of the, the former stages that you, that you go through. Yeah. Right? Yes. And you observe yeah. it in other people. When you see somebody and you're like, oh, they're right. hanging on to their 20s or, oh, they're um, acting in a particular way and – you know, there's two ways to look at that. Well, they're just living their life. But also, when somebody holds on and doesn't want to let go, and you see uh, it a lot, particularly in, in older people, when, when life is coming to a close, and, or, 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 or their lives are kind of contracting, and they're still trying to like expand, right? Instead right. of that acceptance of, of the natural course of things. Right. Like I don't this, dye my hair. Oh, I, I use a, a, subtle, <laughs> a subtle gray reducing shampoo. Well, because it could shampoo. mean that too, trying to hold on to youth unrealistically. Sure. And my old self. Which never looks good. My old appearance. I know. It, does ne- it never looks good. Yeah. So go no, yeah. T- just to that point, right? I think at the end of the day, so much of what drives our, our, our connections, our, our tetherings, right? Mm-hmm. These things that we hold on to is this, this idea of control. We think that we construct this this idea of the self basically of like if i can if i know these things about myself or if i if i right. can control this particular outcome in yeah. this scenario i don't have to face the reality that yeah. eventually i will not be here so like so much of it is related right. to finitude right is is related to to death right and how we don't properly yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's just such a hard thing to talk right. about to to, to accept right. essentially, right? Right. So we're like whatever stage of life we're in, we're like, no, this is me, and right. I have the control over whatever this is right now, mm-hmm. and we we hold on to that fiercely, um, which ultimately just leads to to suffering yeah. of some kind. Well, you know, oh, I want to share, share <laughs> yes, please, my, I'm on fire. Because my thought on the and the word desire is, well, what if you take the word control? What if you take the control out of the desire? Then, and you realize yes. that the original uh, word desire meant, it's like de, de, sedere or something, like from the stars. What if you realize yes. that that what you desire, I mean, like when it just naturally bubbles up, I have this desire, I, it just feels good to think about it. 
it comes from the stars, which is another way of saying it comes from the same place I come from, which is this great mystery, which, the, you know, you could call it the will of God. The Taoists yeah. would just call it the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abraham Hicks just calls it the flow of life. Yes. So mm. I have this desire. It's a coming attraction for yeah. what I'm going to experience, but I'm not going to – my, my purpose for the day is not to – Somehow make it control happen. my life yes. to get to it. Yes. My purpose is to be kind and share the gifts I have to bring. But when that desire pops up, I'm not going to pretend I don't enjoy it and celebrate it when yeah. it comes. It's just I'm not gearing my life around me, 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 yeah, me. Yes. I'll pretend to be whatever I can to get to actually that self-defeating. It takes me further away from that which my heart truly desires. Whereas it, that's why it's so paradoxical. It's like yes. mm-hmm. God could put that desire in my heart, but I have to trust the same <gasps> God that put it there. To bring oh it about, God. and my job in the meanwhile is to be joyful and loving and kind to everyone I meet. Okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> because you just made clear what Florence Scovel Shin tries to unpack with that word, too. Right. She goes, don't turn your heart's desire into a heartache, meaning mm. to leave the control out of it. Right. Enjoy the desire. Intention's a good motivator to be a better person, to act like, I intend to have fun when I do this show, right. and it makes me look forward to things. Right. But taking the control out, the guy who changed the whole direction of my life, Mike Dugan, we mention all the time. He's the mm-hmm. reason the show is titled Funniest Thing. Right. He said this to me, going along with what you said, and it, it hasn't gotten clear. It wasn't cl- as clear then as it is now, and now it becomes something to hang my hat on. It's exactly right. what you were saying. He said, Daryl, life is a letting go process, Mm. which is what you were saying. You know, we can't hang on. We got to keep moving with life. And I used to think life's a letting go process. Well, some things I don't want to let go of. You know, I mean, but but now I know life's a letting go process. And this reminded me of another saying that helps me. Control is like anytime I'm starting to get. I got to make this, I got to get this done. I better go now. Like I'm forgetting, no, everything's in divine order. I don't need to rush. God Mm -hmm. never panics. Control is not the answer. Control is the problem. Mm. Mm. As soon as I start controlling, that's the problem. Right. Control is not the answer. And paradoxically, as you seemingly release control, you in some ways at least perceptually or as a matter of experience, you gain more control yeah, yeah. because you've released yeah. your attachment that's to it. Sta- yeah, well, that's, yeah. that actually is the the present-day understanding for me of stand aside and see the salvation of the Lord, which salvation, this is a big word show. We're learning a lot of etymology. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big word. That's a four, $4 word, folks, for like the original origin of words. So (laughs) what it means is... uh, Solution. Solution. Salvation Salvation is solution. So stand aside, release control. And like Mm. you said, because it's a law, whether you believe it because it says it in the Bible or you come to that understanding just from life experience. It's a principle. You're seeing a principle that's... At work. Yeah, at work. That's guaranteed when we release control. I have had it happen where time expands oh, when I 100%. release control, and I get it makes no sense that I made it to this appointment earlier. I was freaking out because of the time, and I said, "Fuck it, I, I'm sorry." I said, <laughs> "I can't. I gotta just let go of the control." 
And you've seen it, Ed. And other times, time shrink. Yeah. Like when I needed it to seemingly be yeah. reduced. Like waiting, yeah. being in a waiting room and going, how did I know? I said it was gonna, I was going to be here for at least an hour, and I'm in and out of the VA by the time my appointment was supposed to be. Right. Because I came 15 minutes early. This makes no sense. And yeah. we call each other when this stuff happens all the time to remind ourselves of exactly what you shared. I wanted Will. to ask Will. I just had this intuitive thought regarding how, like, your, how did you get this role in Random Acts on BYU TV, which we recommend. This, Highly recommend. I mean, this week was one of those moments. I, I was watching. I was making dinner. I put it on my phone, your show, because I was work's been, like, kicking me in the behind, and I work similar to what you do on the show. Just, you know, it's a service-oriented thing where I'm giving, mm-hmm. and I was like, I need that boost. And, and I know your show does that for me. And then I was like, holy smokes, Jen, that's my wife. I said, the guy is, that's helping me is the guy who's coming on the show this week, and I forgot now. Yeah. And it was such a wonderful, like, it just made life feel even more magical. But how did you end up with that role? Um, I do want to comment on your time. Oh, yeah. Thing. You I want to comment that. first and then share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. About comment that. and then yeah. I, I love this idea, and okay, I good. feel like, um, um, but yeah, I will, I will definitely comment on okay, that. Okay, great. But time, I feel, I, I experienced that a lot working out. When I'm doing a particularly difficult stretch or something, and I'm looking at the clock, I, I you know I set a goal to do a minute, and I'm looking at the clock, and every second ticks by oh, like yes. an hour, right? Yes. Yeah. But when when I release and I and I breathe into it, and I'm just I try to be present and observe everything and pay attention to everything yeah. going on, the time all of a sudden the clock beeps, and I'm done with that particular stretch, right. whatever it is. And then also. Typically, like people are like, where did this year go? Like, it's already November. Yeah, yeah. It has disappeared. For me, and I say this genuinely, this is this. Uh, I I feel like this year has been very long. It, it has felt like it has been very long. And yeah. It's because I've started meditating. I feel like yeah. because when you pay attention, that's right. When you pay attention to things, I feel like as a matter of experience, all you have is they talk about living in the present moment, yeah. right? All you have is this. Is That's this right. ability right. to be here when you're when you're spinning into the future or yeah. you're guilting into the past? You're, you're you, you this moment just yeah. kind of evaporates and it yes. seems to like where did it go, right? right? And I, I I heard this awesome thing and it's about this in in relation to this idea of finitude that we have um, or, or the fact that we're going to die, right? Uh, your life is the sum experience. If we're in the present moment, your life is a sum experience of everything that you pay attention to. Right. And so when you pay attention, you're literally paying with a little slice of your life, right? Right. And so the, the very idea of paying attention when taken kind of in a literal way puts things into focus for yourself. So you're like, uh, at least for me, as I've yeah. tr- been trying to like use my phone less and be, be distracted in this way. Yeah, here yeah. too, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm paying with my life yeah. i'm paying yeah. attention to this thing is that what is that what my intention is is that what i want to do right. with this particular slice of life no. that, that, um, that, that i'm doing or i love that right now well this is Wait, good let me share this, yeah, share so, this. and then we'll get back to the random acts. yeah then yeah, we'll we talk about forget. the random acts and then we'll wrap up the show but with regards to time and meditation if we don't see meditation helps me Get rid of the movie that's going on in my brain and tune into this flow, the way to what's really what's going on in a much broader, more all-inclusive sense. I feel that once my mind tunes into that, 
then I cooperate with that. Yes, yes. Then time and me are having this dance. Mm-hmm. You it, become the master. Yeah, of time. I be, it, it, because it is. It's all. It's a very relative thing. Yeah, it only right. exists in this one like kind of four dimensional realm. But we exist beyond that. So when I tune in. Yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing things happen. And then what you said, because I got rid of YouTube and Instagram off my phone. Mm-hmm. This, and all of a sudden, I realized, oh. like, at night, I have so much more of a feeling of freedom and time. Yes. But I realized what you just said about paying. Because that's just, and that's just time. That's just attention I'm paying. It's gone. But taking it back to re- what Reverend Ike said, which is never say pay, always circulate. If I circulate my attention into living things and people like yourself. It continues yeah. to circulate and, and go bless, on and, and bless. bless. So if bless. my life is a conglomeration of all of the places I've invested and circulated my attention, then I think that's a pretty good way to yeah. live. Well, and I feel like then I'm becoming part of the yes. eternal process yes. and, I'm, and I'm investing myself in the future of whatever this thing is here that we're doing. And it really changes the concept of what a day is because – it meditation has transformed my I remember when I first started meditating I told Mike Dugan I said oh my god a weekday is just like a weekend because up until that time a week was something to get through I was in the military at the time and then I'd have liberty on the weekend right but I was starting to go a weekday a day at work is the same as a day off Mm -hmm. it's all my day I love that and each day now it's funny because Ed and I joke how Sometimes weeks seem like they flew by, but then we'll look and we'll go, wait a minute. It was just Sunday that we did Mm -hmm. this. And we're like, oh, my God, that feels like it was a month ago. Why does it feel like it was a month ago? Because our days seem like lifetimes with all the wonderful things and connections. Yes. And what we've experienced and demonstrations throughout our day by applying these principles. Uh, Yeah. And that's why we don't believe I don't believe in Daryl about some guy out there who's enlightened. It's like, am I enlightened in this moment? Yes. That's the only thing that matters to yes. me. It's not, I don't believe in there's something, a fixed place out there called enlightenment. It's just in this moment. Are am I, I enlightened or am life? I not? Yeah. yeah and that, that, that's all that really matters. I don't have time for uh, superheroes that, that guy was enlightened and he never gets, uh, you know, he, like, I don't want people on stages pretending they're enlightened. Yeah. I, I don't like people like that. Like, well, I don't what need it, what, that anymore. What it creates is this idea that there is, like, requirements or yes. like, steps that you have to go Thank through. Thank you. When every moment is inherently contains the yeah. ability to release all yes. attachment. And, and any one of us can do it. Like, oh, he's going to read the Daily Word. Because in there it oh, talks yeah. about... We might have to hear about the, the random acts at another, at another episode. No, gonna... I'm going to get it in. I'm going to get it he in right now. He can squeeze in. He's so hopped up okay, on Okay, and coffee. then we'll get the Daily Word and then we'll wrap up the show. <laughs> no, he's not. He's hopped up on joy. but Because even in the Daily Word, I'm just going to give a, a preview of it is it talks in there about this isn't relegated to mystics, guys on mountaintops, but every one of us doesn't have to jump through hoops. The bar is set so low because we're born with this inheritability to demonstrate right where we are, who we are right now in our lives. And that's a cornerstone of the New Thought movement. That that like was... It was There's just no everyday people who are students of truth sharing yes. stories about how you right now can apply yes. this in your life. Whatever level you mm. are at, you can experience this stuff working in your life that's, that's to your that, benefit. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are we out of time or can I talk no, about that? No, okay. no, let's hear we it. We want to hear yeah, it. Because no, just, 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 I know this is a miraculous. Indy, can we 
Hear the yes, story. Yes, sir. Oh, of course, please. Great. Let's go all, all right. night. Because he's a <laughs> Let's mean... go all night. He's a mean yeah. task We're going all night. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'll start it off by saying that the new season of Random Acts premieres January 4th, 2023. Okay. There was a, a, the, the episode you guys watched was the sneak peek episode, which that was anybody, awesome. anybody can watch right you now. you got to watch this episode, man. I get the chills. So episode good. one of season eight, right? It's, yeah. it's, it, yeah. Go to randomaxtv.com and you can check that out. We also have a Christmas episode coming out on December 8th, Ooh. I believe. So there will be those two episodes, but then the, the rest of the season, the other eight episodes will, will begin airing every week on BYU TV at uh, uh, on January 4th. Okay, and you can great. get the app for free. for free. I highly recommend yeah. it. You yeah. can get it on your it's phone awesome. free. BYU no TV. Honestly, like... <sighs> I think I may have talked about this on the, on the podcast before, but like when I when I booked the pilot for Random Acts, I also booked a pilot for another kind of prank hidden camera show called mm. Balls of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad you ended up on Random Acts, in right? which I literally we would have had a different show, folks. I could yeah. fi- I could find the the images. We took the promo images, but I there was like 10 characters on this show and each one was like had a different brand of mischief and my character was in a devil costume red red paint red latex oh my like a gosh. cape I would literally play the devil <laughs> 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 and I was just like which one's gonna get picked up basically and um, that one did not um, and Random Acts got picked up Random Acts wow. is amazing yeah yeah but as far as how I got it, I mean, I, I went to school um, at BYU, and so just the connections I made there. I feel I, I think of who I was seven or eight years ago when I booked this show and, like, what I've learned and, and how much more comfortable I feel within myself. But it's like we're talking about who I was was always in there, right? And, yeah. and the positive yeah. parts of me right. yes. that enjoyed and loved connection right. yes. um, were always there. And as a result, I've always had amazing friends. I've always like um, had an affinity for creativity. And yeah, I've just been lucky enough to, to um, behave in such a way or project in such a way that people people like me and they appreciate having my my energy around yeah. them and well because you're friends, sincere um, i gotta tell you that and you gotta let this in you're a very um, sincere person you are when you're on that show it's amazing i'm pretty unfortunately for me I'm too good at sniffing out ah oh, this guy's full of it that you are such a sincere, level, loving yeah. person. Mm. It is incredible. If you I haven't agree. watched Random Acts, I agree. That's what's so wonderful about that show. You found the perfect fit for who you really are. Right. That's correct. Well, thank you guys. I really yeah. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, my friend Micah Young, who, who concepted the show and put it together, like um, brought me in because we'd worked together in comedy for for years and and. You know, we shot the pilot and six months went by before it got picked up, but then it did. And, oh, it's so good. And we got picked up for a second season. And it has, it's been like this ebb and flow, honestly. Like, and everybody, we've been working together so long that we're very much like a family now. Right. And, and like any family, there's like ups yeah, and downs yeah. and sure, fights and, sure, and this, sure. that, and the other thing. Yeah, actually, Indy calls the show before our show. I don't, I can't even say it on the air because how me and Ed oh, sometimes no. <laughs> act toward each other before uh, yeah. the show starts. Totally. <laughs> so we understand. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but all that to say that I've arrived at this place with Random Acts where I have this deep love and appreciation for the experiences that it gives me, for the yes. for the connections that I'm able to to form um, in it, and um, yeah, I will. 
I will keep doing it. And and I I I just want to say like you guys, we met by chance. Yeah. Daryl reached out randomly, randomly, and um, I love it. I love that you guys have connected so deeply with this show, and that you you. You know, you're not from Utah where it's produced or, or, or right. whatever. You just discovered it and see the the value and 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 the the positive oh, energy so that it that it projects. Well, we were blown really away awesome. when we texted you. I started texting you about that show that from season eight, the sneak peek, and then you actually passed it on to the man in the show. Yeah. Oh my god! Thank the, you so much for doing this stuff that. Is yeah, amazing. Nate Ogden. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a really cool dude. He's a motivational speaker. He, oh wow. Um, yeah, he is a quadriplegic that hasn't let that stop. Not him, at right? all. At all. He inspired so, me so I, much. Man, yeah, you got to watch the episode. I watch just, it. I just think it's amazing <laughs> that the things we do when we follow our intuition connect us to every to so many things that we couldn't. We talked about control. We couldn't. No. We couldn't wiggle our way into. It. We couldn't scheme. But it's like when we listen to what God puts on our heart that and. And practice these principles and trust. It makes us a better. I become a better yeah. person. I'm generous. I'm not trying to get things, but I really think as that flow of life, I'm letting it come through me. Through that same flow, all my good is coming to yes, me. Yes, yes. And it's just these amazing. Because it creates a vacuum. Yeah, and it's this interconnected web of amazingness that um, happens. So it's and it all starts by like like Will said. We've talked about meditating, so you know who you are. If you don't, that's the only way. This is not. Otherwise, it's just theory. Until we connect with our divinity or whatever we want to call it, us, who yeah. we are, by observing it, by getting to know it, the rest is theory. But when we connect and start to real, that's where, for me, real sense of security has come from in my life to connect with this, is this eternal self. Because now, when I circulate my attention and I'm connected to that eternal self, I start, con- I start circulating eternity into this time and space. Yeah. And people start, and amazing things start happening because they, it awakens the eternity in them as well without me even trying, without us even trying. It just blesses, blesses, blesses. Yes. You know, that show right now is blessing, blessing, blessing. Yeah. This show oh, is blessing, well, blessing, blessing. So and we're just sitting here enjoying. And we're just sending out blessings left sending and out right. Blessings, You're baby. welcome, Internet. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, where can the uh, the audience check out the show? Uh, you can go to randomaxtv.com. That'll take you to the network page of our show, and ha- it has all the episodes there. You can stream for free. You can go to uh, uh, on Instagram, randomaxtv, um, and I believe across all social media, it's randomaxtv. Yes. So check it out there, and um, get where you can get the app, which is BYU TV, free, and all the. Yeah, they There's got a, a bunch of great of pro- shows on a there. A lot yeah. of great shows. Not just your show, although your show is our favorite show. But er- everything's commercial-free on that show, and the apps are free, and yeah. the service is free. It's incredible. Well, thank you guys so much. Yep. And now it's Daily Word time. It's time for the Daily Word. Ed, are you ready? Yep. Do I just go? Yeah. Yep. Let's hear it. All right. My inspiration for today, free from adverse thought, I live in constant communion with God. If one would live with God, if he would know eternal peace here and now, he must turn away from all the adverse thoughts which cause adversity to manifest. He must give up all the little petty thoughts. He must turn to God. He must give up all belief that God can be separated at any time from him. He must know that God is eternally with him. He must live in a state of constant communion with God. We used to think that only monks and recluses could live the mystical life. Today, businessmen and housewives have found the secret of living in constant touch with God regardless of who they are 
or where they are. Yes. They have discovered how to turn away from the petty things of life and how to live the mystical life. We live in a constant state of prayer when we realize our oneness with God. One who is in unity with God is in unity with all life, love, and health. In communion with God, we are in communion with our spiritual selves. We learn how to know ourselves as we are in reality. We discover the genuine, imperishable part of ourselves. We find the divine. In communion with God, we are in touch with all that is noble in life. The whole universe takes on a new meaning when viewed through spiritual eyes. Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Wow. All right. That was amazing. Well, we want to thank you, Will Rubio, for coming on the show. I think you know these. Two. All right, I'll give them this. this just in case. Oh yeah, guys. Oh, man, oh, Will. Man. Yeah. All this joy, you're looking a little bit down. What's Jeez. going on? What's the matter? Oh man, I found out. I just found out that the Oscars are a sham. What do you mean the Oscars are a sham? The audience is full of paid actors. <laughs> that joke was so bad I don't even think I don't even think the audience knows we told a joke <laughs> oh who is that it's David Norton alright oh wow he's starting to sing us out yeah okay making it Woo woo, making it <laughs> solid gold. I've got the goods. They stand and when I walk, walk through the neighborhood. I'm making it. I got the chance. I'm making it. No more, no more faking it. This time in life, I'm making it. Ooh ooh ooh, yeah. Yeah, Ooh, Will Rubio, we love you. Making it. BYU TV, random acts. Visit DarylRenette.com to find easy links to everything you we do, including Funniest Thing. As always, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Ed and Will Rubio. Making it. Hello, uptown. Goodbye, poverty. The top of the ladder is waiting for me. I'm making it. I've got the chance. I'm taking it. No more, no more faking it. This human life, I'm making it. Woo! Making it nonstop. Breaking it. Taking it to the top. Forsaking it. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.